Hello, I'm your host, Thrill McKinley, and you are listening and watching the In the Black podcast, where every week we interview diverse entrepreneurs and we share their challenges, their journey. But most importantly, we understand how they build a profitable business that stays under black. Tonight, we have a great guest, Mr. Otis Toussaint. He's the owner of White Aperture Media. And tonight, we're going to find out about his story, how he got started, and how he built a profitable business. Otis, welcome to the program. What's going on, man? Thank you for uh, uh, having me be part of your podcast. Yeah. I am very proud of the work that you're doing, and I'm thankful for the opportunity to be here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So let's get started. Um, you know, I get a very brief kind of rushed <laughs> intro, but I want you to take 30 seconds and tell everybody who you are and what you do. Uh, so I am a photographer, videographer, veteran based here in uh, Woodbridge, Virginia. I am a dad and a husband. I am uh, married 10 years plus now, and uh -huh. my wife and I have been on this journey uh, called marriage, and she's been the strength in our marriage because, you know, mm -hmm. we, we need that. And uh, <laughs> right. I'm just uh, eternally thankful that I'm here to continue my journey to wherever it is I'm going to. I'm great. just loving it. All right, great. Thanks for sharing that. So let's go back in time. Um, how did you fall in love with photography and video? Talk about some of those early days and how you transitioned from um, that early experience into what you're doing now. Funny thing is, uh, you told me back in time. So I'm going to go way back. Uh, okay. 19, 1995, All Brooklyn, right. New York. There's this program called Global Kids that I was in in high school, and it gave me the opportunity to travel around New York and also Europe. I got a chance to go to Croatia, Bosnia, Serbia, and did uh, some work with some Serbian Bosnian youth. And we did some video okay. productions all the way back then. That's what, 25, 26 years yeah, ago. Exactly. And so uh, you know, that was awesome. That was awesome with Global Kids. And then I transitioned to going to college and I was in the radio program. I was doing video I was a communications major. I left okay. college in uh, 2000. Then I joined the military in 02. Uh, in the military, I was a medic, but I mm -hmm. love telling stories. And how did I tell stories? To photography and videography. Right. I bought my first camera in Iraq, took photos of Bruce Willis. I can't find that camera oh, wow. anymore. <laughs> took photos with him then. Uh, and then I you know, came back and I joined mm -hmm. the army and I was doing my thing in college and Mm -hmm. I really love photography, videography, and it gave me the opportunity to just tell a story very well. Right. I can't draw that, but you could record <laughs> okay. and you could take photos and you could tell a story with photos and videos. And so mm -hmm. it was just a natural transition getting into that. And when I transitioned out of the military, mm -hmm. uh, it gave me, you know, this was the thing that was therapeutic to me. It was a right. happy place. So mm -hmm. I got into it spent some money, got some gear. Right. Uh, went on YouTube, became a maniac, learning everything that I could. And <laughs> yeah. Now I'm here just continually doing my thing with photography and videography with Wide Aperture Media now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I think like many people, you know, um, it's kind of an experiment, you know, finding that thing that you really, really love. But I think like you said, once you find that, you really lean into that. And, um, you know, I love what you said, too, about being being a storyteller. You know, I always say that, you know, video and audio are great ways to tell stories. And you think about it, everything is based around a story. So that's a great uh, field to be in. So let's talk about the, the next step. 
you know, you were passionate about photography, you, you know, bought the equipment, you were getting started. Talk about the early dates as far as dealing with clients and some of those early challenges. What did you face with getting started? The first challenges that I had is when I realized, hey, I need to take my camera off of auto and learn how to shoot <laughs> manual and all those right. things. And right. shout out to my frat brother, uh, Jay Chun. He's mm -hmm. the one that kind of got me in the right frame of mind as far as, okay. hey, man, you need to get off that auto and learn how to shoot your camera. Right. So I was like, okay, let's go ahead and do it. So I started learning, learning. And then I realized, man, I got to learn how to light subjects because lighting mm -hmm. is everything in photography, right? right? Funny thing is, uh, I was at Fort Campbell and I went to the camera. There was a photography business there on post. And I went to the photography business and I asked the dude, hey, man, can you tell, can you teach me or coach me or mentor me on how right. to do this lighting thing? Right. And the thing that he told me was the thing that's been my driving force ever since. He told me, figure that ish out yourself. <laughs> I was like, word? Okay. <laughs> All right, right, got it. So I said, yeah. all right, I'm going to learn how to do this lighting thing, get really good at it okay. so that nobody, we have a saying in Trinidad, it, mm -hmm. it's, um, so nobody could cut style on you. What that means is <laughs> right. nobody can show off or tell you how to right. do things. You got to figure mm -hmm. it out yourself. Yeah. All right. So that's how I've been kind of running with this uh, photography thing. And you know, practice, practice, practice. Yeah. I took thousands and thousands of photos. Mm -hmm. um, people like what they saw. Right. Um, people paid me for the work that I did, and mm -hmm. I just continually wanted to keep doing it. And that's why awesome. I'm at. That's why I'm at where I'm at now. Yeah, I love what you said. I, I think you know the, the one thing. Even even now, people approach me and ask me about how I started my career, and I, I always tell them, I give them you know tips and advice, but. In a day, it comes down, down to practice. You know, you got to do the thing again and again until it becomes natural. And it's like anything. It can be working out. It can be um, anything in your career. The more you do it, the better you're going to get. And like you said now, I think we're in this really cool place now with YouTube and all these free courses online. You can really teach, your, teach yourself, you know, a lot of stuff. So I think having that initiative to say, hey, you know, I'm no dummy. I can read a book, watch a video, teach myself is very, very important. So uh, thanks for uh, th thanks for sharing that. So um, you, you mentioned one of the early challenges was figuring out the, the lighting and not shooting on manual. But as far as the business side, what were some challenges that you you found? And um, did you have, have a mentor that helped you more on the business side? Or was that kind of trial by, you know, fire as well? Well, on the business side, no one um, no one really mentored me per se. OK. In regards to that, I just know that I'm I, how I felt about something, and I compared right. my my work mm -hmm. with other people on my left and my right, and I'm like, wait, hold on, my work right. is better than this person or that person, and I'm yeah. not charging this amount. Right. I need to step stuff up and and keep it moving. Mm -hmm. um, the challenges that I'm, I ran into, well, when I first got out and in small town Clarksville, Tennessee, it was. It, it was a it was all about who you know and all of that right and shout out to the sorors of sigma gamma rho sorority Incorporated <laughs> okay because in nashville tennessee they were mm -hmm. my first paying customers oh wow and I, tra I traveled out there and they paid me my first 50 dollars for a photo hey. shoot hey, you and I thought, <laughs> I thought it was the greatest 
fifty right. dollar that I right. why? Right. Because people believed in me and I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I could do this. Right. People see what I may or may not have seen in myself. And I mm-hmm. said, I could do this. I'm gonna continue doing this right. and keep it moving. And that's yeah. where I'm at now. Yeah, that, I'm not making great. fifty dollars anymore for shoots, but <laughs> but um, you know their belief in me, and then my eventual belief mm-hmm. in myself made me out to who I am now. Right, that, that's awesome. So I've been to your website. I've seen some of your, your pictures, and, and yeah, they're they're great. So talk about how do you, how do you find your clients? So people find you. Do you you know look up look for business? How does that that work? How do you find your clientele? So. Um, being the fact that I am a member of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, okay. uh, the MPHC was the one that really put me out there and people saw the work that I was doing. Uh, right. In Clarksville, I was going to every event, taking, you know, cool photos and people, man, this is really great. Okay. You know, camera phones, camera phones weren't as, a, as advanced then. So right. you could really kind of show out with your camera and right. show them something that camera phones can't do. Right. And then, you know, word of mouth really got me out there mm-hmm. as well. I started making business cards and hand to hand, giving it to the folks. And, you know, that really helped as well. And of course, social media, when it came about, right. I really don't use social media that much to make clients. I'm more okay. word of mouth. Maybe I may, I may post it on Facebook here and there, but right. it's more word of mouth. And okay. I'm at the point where, you know, with my business, I don't really there's not really a rushing need for me to advertise mm-hmm. and market myself. Right. Why? Because photography really isn't my main uh, source of income. So I, okay. it's more of my fun and hobby. You know, I don't make right. it a business thing. Cause when, when you really kind of make it a business business thing, it kind of takes the joy out and okay. the fun out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so it, it's more more of a passion, but of course you do take it take it seriously. So um, that that's good to hear as well. So if you could go, let's say, back in time again, and you could tell your younger self when you're just getting photography, you know, what things to look out for, what things to do, not to do, what would you tell your, your younger self? Man, to be quite honest, um, I would probably put more my money, time, and effort into just learning. Paying for marketing skills. Okay. Paying for, um, you know, how to mark. Excuse me. How to market yourself the best that you can as a photographer. Right. Well, as a business owner. Okay. You know, people will know that you're a photographer, but market right. yourself and do right as a business owner first, mm-hmm. and that really will help in the long run. I think. Right. Okay. All right. Great. All right, we have a segment that um, I like to call Explain That Gram. So what I do is I go to your Instagram uh, page and I, I go through and I try to find one photo that's a little different and have you explain it. So, um, But before I get to that, I went through your, your Instagram page and I saw a lot of uh, tennis shoes. So you, you were a sneakerhead? Yeah, I, I, hey, as you can <laughs> tell, I, I love me some sneakers, man. Okay. Oh, Feels, it feels kind of weird, man. Like this man went through my IG. It's so <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, was, I, I was surprised that I would see the business side. I didn't know you were so in, in, in the shoes. So, yeah, so that's my. You're probably went on my uh, Truni Sigma page. That's my. Oh, okay. Page. You have two. Okay. All right. All right. And then my wide aperture page is oh, where okay. I do a lot of my right. wide aperture media is where all of my okay. real work 
Yeah. Right. Okay. Great. All right. Mm -hmm. So this picture uh, that's showing now is a picture of you uh, in an airport and Lavar Ball, Ball. So tell me about this photo. How did it come to be, and what's the story behind it? Well, first things first. Uh, never lost. So shout out to Lavar uh, Ball and the Ball Brothers. Um, for, well, as a as a dad of sons, yeah. mm -hmm. um, I can't help but feel proud of what Lavar Ball is doing for his boys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially especially in a worldwide media that loves to tear down men of color, right? Especially when they have their admiration for their children, etc. Mm -hmm. So I was already a fan of his in yeah. the beginning, and right. then I I, I, uh, I was in San, I was in uh, New Orleans for uh, some training, etc. For my job working in in the Army Medical Recruiting Command when I was okay. down there, and. That, that day, it was really difficult to get flights out of New Orleans. And ironically, who would I see walking <laughs> braggadocious with his son, Jello, <laughs> and the wife in the wheelchair? But oh, wow. And okay. you hear his voice before he even shows up, too. <laughs> I'm like, man, I got to take a picture with LeVar right. Ball. And yeah. So I saw him, and he took the photo, and that was it, man. I was yeah. very happy that I took it. Yeah, awesome. Okay. All right, one, uh, one more question. So... We get down this uh, podcast, you walk outside and look down the ground and you see a lottery ticket for $10 million. What do you do with that money? What, what do you buy? $10 million, huh? Yes. So first things first is I will go ahead and clear off all of my wife, my immediate family's debts and mm -hmm. stuff like that. You know, so like school loans, car right. note, I'll clear all that off. I would go ahead and um, put some money into investments, purchase a home. Um, I am a person that I, I love taking care of my family. So okay. my parents, you know, siblings, if they need help, right. I will help out as well. And, you know, of course, I'm not a, I'm not, you know, a lot of people say they will tithe and all that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a religious or spiritual mm -hmm. guy. I will put okay. something out into all of the different, uh, churches or wherever right. it is that i've been in that helped me okay. out through my journey growing up right. them out as well uh i would probably start some foundations and schools okay. back in, in the country where i came from trinidad right and uh the schools that i went to up here in regards mm -hmm. to media photography videography teaching you know start a school have my right. name on there and that would be my family's legacy the long run Awesome. And that's that's pretty much what I do with that money, man. Okay, great. Well, for, yeah, let, let me go back some. So you mentioned a few times Trinidad. So let's talk about that. Being born in Trinidad and, you know, coming into the U.S., how has that shaped you as a person? And how did you use that early experience to kind of drive you and what you're doing today? Um, Growing up in Trinidad was, it was, it was tough. Mm -hmm. It was really tough. Yeah. But there was a sense of pride where you come from. Mm -hmm. So like I went from Trinidad to Brooklyn, New York in the mid nineties. Okay. And Brooklyn, New York in the mid nineties was not a nice place. Yeah. Yeah. Matter <laughs> of fact, um, right. you know, it was not a nice place, but there's still family there. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I, uh, I have this sort of way where I am proud to be a bookworm. 
I'm proud mm -hmm. to be smart on things. I'm proud to right. have the inner want to, to be better than who I was yesterday. Mm -hmm. right. Trinidad kind of enforced that into me. Okay. And so, you know, I, I love, I love my folks back at home. Right. I love, I love the, uh, the culture. I, I grew up in a very multi-ethnic, multicultural okay. place. So it doesn't matter who you are or what you look like. I will embrace you for who right. you are and the differences. Awesome. But ignor okay. ignorance is not something that I'm very uh, uh, kind on. So if you right. come with ignorance, I'll give you back <laughs> with ignorance. Right. Um, so yeah. have you had the chance to um, do any photography video back in trend of that? Oh, yeah, I did. I, okay. I got a whole bunch of photography and videography on my okay. uh, on my uh, Instagram page, if you look it okay. up, uh, at Wide Aperture W I D E A P E R T U R E Media com. I did some recent drone work, some photography okay. work, you know, GoPro work. I, right. I, I love it and all of it. So let's talk about that. You, you're more than just taking pictures. What is the full range of services you offer? Um. I will take every kind of photo that anyone has ever have a request for. So if you need photography work, I could do mm -hmm. it. If you need portrait work, I could do it. Landscape okay. work, I could do it. If you need drone work, I can do it. Um, newborns, no, nah, I don't really do <laughs> That's your thing. Stuff. Okay. Um, what else? I've done it all. And okay. just like a good West Indian man, I, I like to work. I like to work and I like to work any kind of job. So right. that's who I am. Awesome. Well, thank you again for sharing. Um, before we before we close and leave, uh, tell everybody where they can find you online and how to get in contact with you as well. So you go on my uh, on my Instagram. Well, go on my web my website, Wide Aperture mm -hmm. Media. Uh, and I don't know if you could put up the link or whatever when it, you can, but... It's a W I D E A P E R T U R E media.com, okay. all in one word. And you go on that website, uh, you'll see my links, you'll see my pages. Of course, I'm Otis Toussaint on uh, the social media pages and all that. I screen my page, so I'm not going to add any kind of extra kind <laughs> of word out there. So right. just let me know. And um, yeah, I mean, Send me a shout out and I'll, uh, I'm glad to teach, coach, and mentor in photography and videography. Awesome. Wow. Well, once again, Otis, thanks for being in the program and sharing all your information about how you got started, some of your challenges, and what you're doing now. Um, so thank, thanks again. Hey, as, um, as I always like to say, hey, uh, take care of yourself, take care of your family, and take care of each other. Later now. <laughs> Great. Sounds good. Thank you. Once again, that was a great conversation uh, with Otis, you know, talking about, you know, his genesis, how he started in photography and video and what he's doing now. We heard about some of his passions, some of the things that he learned as an early child and they shape him today. So once again, Otis, thank you for being in the program. And once again, you were listening to In the Black. Every week we interview diverse entrepreneurs. And once again, we share their ups, their downs, their challenges. But most importantly, we share how they build a profitable business that stays in the black. We'll see you again next Thursday here at 5 p.m. Take care.